0: I mean, obviously, this is dumb because it did not work in my favor. So, it's just you know, I realize, I realize. Let's past that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but like ignoring that small detail. What we do here
0: is go back, 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 back,
2: back, back.
0: Okie dokie, welcome to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is my Legitimate Conversation amongst friends and lovers, sometimes uh about college football and lifestyle. We're uh sorry, we're on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com We're at the wheel route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod Center, Stitcher, uh, various places on the internet. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at logo on the Dawn, uh coming to you guys. From Stuart, Florida, where it continues to rain, the lawn is lush, um, and uh, we're getting, you know, occasional tinges of football weather. We're definitely getting that like pronounced fall golden hour that you that really makes you feel like you know it's 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 coming. Still hot. Who else is here?
1: My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it is also hot. We are still in mid eighties territory in the afternoon, um, which is fine. You know, helps keep my cinnamon tan up and healthy. Um, but you know, I am ready for for some leaves to start dropping, some some crispness in the air to appear. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at shank jordan. I saw some. I've seen a rash of tweets recently uh, from football programs from conferences, uh, still leaning into the no-fall weddings bit. Um, yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to say I have grown out of that. I used to be a staunch, don't get married in the fall. I'm a football fan. Um, right. I don't care. Get married in the fall if you want. Or don't. Or get married in another season. But uh, I, I just want to take this time to not brag, but just educate people <laughs> that I have grown out of that childish way of thinking
0: didn't holly anderson purposely get married on the day of the alabama tennessee game to like as a challenge to her family i think she did which is like some twisted some twisted stuff but shout out to her yeah so, shout out to holly she has she has the internet's only college football podcast also that's so. true
3: we, right. must, we must respect it um i think the biggest like the only time i'm like kind of understanding of the annoyance without really being understanding is like people with like the big fancy season ticket packages but at the same time if you're getting one of those you have enough that i'm not i don't care so right go to your go to your friends right. wedding. and so,
1: well those people can send either one or more really nice gifts from the registry to make up for their absence if they really want to go to the if game they're, if they're and i would dedicated. not be hurt
3: yeah so anyways uh who, I fully, who are fully you endorse, Huh? Who are you? Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about I don't, yourself. I don't want to, though. I just wanted to say I fully endorse Jordan's position. Thank um, you. My name is Jason Crick. I am also in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Whereas Jordan stated, it still feels like, you know, July here, which it's probably I think probably it feels not.
1: more like August now than it did in August.
3: That's probably, that's probably correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I needed to, I needed to, the humidity can go down a little bit and just like, let's, let's top out at like 73, 74. That seems perfectly reasonable, but.
0: I, I saw some screenshots from in front of the podcast, Connor Whitehouse, bragging about some upcoming weather he was going to be experiencing that seemed to be less hot than you guys are talking about. Is I think this hot? weekend it does cool off considerably. Okay. okay, All right. So it looked like it was we're like, on like, I was on seeing the numbers, numbers in the forties as, as lows.
1: Yeah, it's QZip time on the oh Links boy. brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Harrison yeah, contention the... is excited. Um, I tweet things at Jason Crec from time to time. Um, I spent more of my day than I should have watching trombone hero videos on the Twitters, which I have found oh, very yes. entertaining. Um, and I am very excited. Extreme. The, pres- extreme the president's sicko kicks off tomorrow. That's right. We love we love a match play situation. Much less many of them across an entire week.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I find myself rooting for the international team just to like make it exciting, at least.
3: Yeah. I think um, that's where I I want I want the US to win, but I also like there, there are some likable guys and I want it to be a I want it to be a good a good man. Like let let's have it be in question coming to the last day, coming to singles.
0: Yeah. I just want to. I just really want to get into a position where all of America's hopes and dreams are on the shoulders of a hatless Billy Horschel. <laughs> I think that's going to be awesome. Billy looks great without the hat. Also, side note, he, he really pull. He
1: really pulls off the no hat team golf look.
3: It's, it's not an it easy is. look to pull off.
1: I I want to say this delicately, but it's coming from the right place. He looks like a healthier Johnny Manziel. Yeah, without a hat, you there can no see stuff. that
0: yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, a little more age. A little more age on the face, but,
0: you know, a, maybe a little less, like, uh, illicit activities on the face. A
1: little know? less gaunt in the face. Yeah, right, right. Ah, Johnny Menzel. Um, Those yeah. were times. What a time, you know. Doesn't he have, like, a Netflix docu-something? Yeah. Either out or coming out? I think yeah, they're doing one of, like, the untold or kind
0: of like the Mentateo thing. I think there's one about him coming. And there's one about the... The Florida football team coming next year at some point too. That's right. So allegedly, yeah, they've been on campus interviewing folks about that. Um, so, I just, we'll see if we get anything good out of that. These, I'm a little dubious of, of some of these uh, too good to be true storylines. Like, w- it would be really cool if we could get like an unfiltered, access Florida thing. But like, you know, I, I have a feeling that they'll there there will be a significant amount of. Uh, narrative shaping um that is uh that goes on but that's okay that's how that's how it goes i guess
3: yeah yep i just want <laughs> I, I want our pga documentary i need that i've been hearing about it for like a year and a half now it's time to go that's One gonna be fun ended, did, tourist sauce just,
1: should be coming out here soon that's true it is the yes. fall it should be in the fjords in Tour, where yeah. tourist
0: sauce takes on the fjords i'm excited that'll <laughs> <I hope laughs> be it's great the Navy, yeah. all right um, we got uh, I saw Max and Fee now going out together tomorrow. That's a fun, last, that's a fun pairing. pairing. Uh, um, um, what is what is the format tomorrow? I believe it's foursomes, which, which is, is alt shot, alt shot, yeah. alt shot, but it's all it's all drive, right? Basically,
3: yeah. I, I think you're, I think you are assigned. T shots, yeah. So like, it's not yeah. like if you miss a putt, you're like screwing up. It's over not like rotation. it's not like
0: uh uh no laying up where Big Randy had to make all the tap in putts. <laughs> <Yeah>. and like <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that he could avoid teeing <laughs> off. Yeah. Right. Didn't hit a golf. I had like a golf playing for two so and you- a half hours.
3: That's a great swing thought. We <laughs> so avoid drivers for like golf straight holes. Uh, yeah,
1: I think the. Uh, the Cam Young-Morikawa I was going to say, that was that awesome.
3: was the one that everybody was excited about because they were like, you can just assign Cam Young to just bomb drives and then oh, the best- A couple of hit.
0: certified flushers in that yeah. group right there, too. Flushers.com. Who's uh,
3: Billy Hill playing with? He is not playing tomorrow.
1: He's not benched.
3: Tomorrow. Well, at least uh, for force. I forget. I think it's only foursome. They don't do like the Ryder I don't think they play 36 the first day.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But they have five. Uh, First is a good player. match play player. He's he's he doing well at match play. It's, he's because um, he's
3: feisty.
1: Yeah, because he's a gator
3: oh.
0: brother. Yeah, that's right. Um, did did any of you guys see him pickaxe his uh his his golf bag a couple weeks ago with a wedge and then like? The wedge went into the bottom of his golf bag so then he had to put his foot on the golf bag to like extract the pickaxed wedge out of his bag no. and then he picks up his own bag and just walks with it so he so i don't know where his caddy was but he had his own bag billy Horch was a big carry my own bag a lot guy i don't know why he does that he likes to pick Keeps up the and down arms his own activated. bag like that. and that's true you got to keep a pump going get a good bump pump in <laughs> get some boat muscles going but anyhow it was it was it was kind of funny because i think he was mad Uh, clearly he was mad i know this is gonna be a shock to you billy horschel a little upset on the golf course but he like just took like it was probably a more casual swing at his bag than like the result uh made it seem but then actually watching him have to like pry his wedge out of the bottom of his bag was pretty funny (laughs) he needs a new gator bag now so we'll see if the, the uh if the um, uh, campus shop can hook him up, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be okay. Um, all right, want to talk? Uh, it seems like there's been some Herm Edwards, you know, fallout
1: uh, as as is one to happen. Oh, good good point, Jason. What are we drinking tonight, Jordan? Take us away. Tell me. I'm drinking more polar water, but I have returned to the grapefruit variety. I think this was mm. my my best pick juice last season. Since we're doing picks tonight, I'm back on the grapefruit.
3: <laughs> Got it. Uh, I have another Shiner Bach as I was scrambling this evening. That's right, hook them.
0: Um, I have a Lacroix, this is tangerine. Tangerine is my, is my go-to flavor with Lacroix.
1: That is a good one.
0: All right, back know, to Herm like Edwards. Um, we all know how these things go. Uh, it would appear Herm Edwards is not running a very tight ship at, uh, at Arizona state um, to the point where there may have been, there may have been some, some mutinous activities going on within the staff. Um, you know, I, I don't know much about Herm. These guys are obviously football coaches that are, uh, you know, maniacs and probably competitionaholics and, and all the things that, we ascribed to uh probably one of the most unhealthy lifestyles that anybody could choose to leave uh for really high pay but um yeah just uh just it's it seemed like maybe there were some people that were willing to <laughs> maybe ride him out a little bit and also uh just just seemed to be weird vibes at Arizona state so uh we'll we'll, we'll see i think i think I, I may have been a little strong in my pro arizona t- state should be a really good job Takes on the pod last week; those have seemed to have tempered a bit. Uh, I still think it could be. That's big and, of you to admit, Logan. Well, I'm proud I mean, of you. <laughs> We're I'd stepping like, that back a little bit. <laughs> I'd like to bring that back a little bit. Like comparing it, I, I think Nebraska is a better job. With, I do think Arizona State has a lot of upside. I don't know that I would say it has more upside than Nebraska upon further review, but I think there's a lot to like with Arizona State if you get the right guy in there that's sort of willing to. Maybe ride out any sort of sanctions, um, and is really willing to like throw himself into the NIL recruiting wood chipper, which I mean, copy paste to every single job in the country at this point, but um, especially at a place like that, uh, if you could really get recruiting going um, at an outstanding level, maybe Hugh
1: Freeze belongs to Arizona State.
3: Sure.
1: There, there's a lot of meat on that bone that I'm going to be. Gonna it's going to be a, a, a Auburn. Uh, Auburn's going to be first in line on that train, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, he could have Auburn. He could have Nebraska. He could have Arizona State.
0: Just a bevy when, of when options. Lane,
1: you know, Lane, Lane would really fit at Arizona State. Oh, old Lane would. He would old flame Lane. out in. 11 weeks.
0: Yeah, but New Lane has only been beaten down by living in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm pretty sure Old Lane would be way back if if <laughs> if New Lane moved to Scottsdale. He and uh he an and awakening Kingsbury, of sorts. Maybe maybe he and Kingsbury could room together and just bro out so hard oh the my whole gosh. Time. Man, can you imagine that? There's a Netflix show. Netflix say, Lane
1: Netflix. Kiffin Cheers. Cliff Kingsbury and Clue Haywood go to Arizona Dive <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
3: please.
0: Arizona dive bars.
1: Uh, anyhow,
0: all right. Uh, you guys got anything you need to get off your chest about Arizona State upon further review?
1: No. I, I will say I think they outkick their coverage on just like uniform combinations for a team that like is that yeah. mid most of the time, as the kids say. Uh, they really True. get some some fire combos off, so good for them.
0: They do. They also they take some hacks, though they they do i think a little too much in the in the gray space for my liking um yeah. i think sometimes the 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 monotone gray uniform shouldn't be done it's uh, it's like a nate, the nate Bargatze thing about like wearing the under armor shirt you know it's like <laughs> put the shirt on and it basically basically tells you all the areas you're going to try to go after <laughs> like it's kind of like that um They also have a very classic old logo that I think they can make better use of. A la Pit.
1: I was just going to say, I think them being a Pac-12 school and playing in some wonky time slots sometimes helps, maybe. Their overall uniform uh, execution. Maybe we don't remember the bad ones as much because they're in like a a 4 p.m. kick. And it just gets washed away by… By whoever kicked off at 330. Well, I feel like Oregon also gets a lot of
0: the a lot of the love for the uniforms. Rightfully yeah. so. But you know, they they seem to be leading the charge there. Um U2 has got some sneaky decent fits that they
1: they work in. They've gone back to that like W logo. Yeah. Looks sweet. Yeah, not the letter W, but <laughs> two, U's,
0: two U's, two Two interlocking, overlapping used.
1: Yes. Um
0: Anyhow, all right. Well, Spooning let's years, uh, let, let's let's move into some football games, uh, to talk about this week. As per usual, we'll bounce around the country, talk about games that we're not picking, even though we probably should be picking some of these, uh, because they may have friendlier setups. And before we get into the five games of the week, and do we have some humdingers for you guys this week? Get excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start. In uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Clemson visits Wake Forest. Are we approaching a reckoning on DJU?
1: No, 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 no. We're picking that game.
0: Oh, God, we're picking that. Jeez, I skipped right over it. I apologize. Table that, table that.
3: (laughs) I got very confused.
0: Forget what what you just heard. Forget what you just heard. Thursday night, West Virginia at Virginia Tech, VPI, uh, the sweet hokey boys. I saw Mike Vick was on campus um revving up the troops this week good for good for the Hokies um I mean this is a real this I think I feel like this game looked like it might be more fun on paper like five weeks ago uh
1: Virginia Tech is probably a healthy-ish favorite in this game uh West Virginia really it's a they are a one and a half point favorite oh I'm surprised by that I think I would take the Hokies. West Virginia is not very good. I'd take West Virginia. Maybe we could do a little friendly side wager, Logan. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Home game, West Virginia. I have been less I, I had higher hopes for them, but they haven't really done a whole lot impressive since um really pissing it away against Pitt in the first game. Maybe and maybe Pitt's not that great, but Pitt also almost beat Tennessee, which is which may factor into some later conversations on this podcast as well. So um <laughs> what do you what do you guys think here i mean this is a fun game i think this is a game that like should be played from a rivalry standpoint
1: it's a trophy game
3: it's a black diamond, black diamond trophy
1: harkens back to the days of the big east yep yeah no i remember like
3: before the governor the governor got the Hokies out of there
1: yeah i remember as a kid like eagerly awaiting the daily news record the next day when this game would be played the middle of the week because I didn't have cable and I couldn't watch it, so I had to wait on the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is I I came out of the the hard knocks life. <laughs> yeah. Um
3: no, I think this game should be played every year. I think honestly it should be played on a Thursday every year. Like it just yeah it just feels like a Thursday game all the time. So um yeah like you said it's not I don't think this is going to be the highest quality game played this week. Um I two it, programs, okay. huh?
0: I I know that that is going to be the case. <laughs>
3: yeah. um, two programs, probably not where either of them want to be, um, but it'll be loud in Blacksburg. So kudos to them. They'll get jumping.
0: They'll get yeah. jumping. Let me tell as you. As we
3: all know, as every Virginia Tech fan knows, the only football games ever played on a Thursday are played in Blacksburg. No other school right. has yep. ever played on a Thursday night. So
0: and they they discovered Metallica. Too. They That's were right. the first. First. Yeah. People, they
3: gave them the their big break. Break. big break. Pretty impressive. Pretty uh, impressive resume.
0: So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see if we get any growth out of uh, VPI here this week. Um, and you know, I just I think West, their offense
1: is terrible.
0: I mean, I agree, but West Virginia yeah. gave up like forty-eight points. Kansas didn't they? Fifty-five. Uh, 50, well, but Kansas 40,
3: is good. Forty-two in regulation. Is Kansas good or is West Virginia suck?
1: I would argue that Kansas is a very capable team. Yeah. Especially, especially on, on the offense.
3: offensive side.
1: Yes. How many more games is Kansas going to be favored in this year? Uh well, one this week, which we'll get to <laughs> later. <Gosh. laughs> well, <okay.
3: laughs> Logan just jumping ahead all the time. Well, we I mean, get Kansas has
1: beaten West Virginia, Texas Tech.
3: Tennessee. Tennessee.
1: Tech. Tennessee Tech.
3: Yeah. Slightly less impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's fine. I just but they, I, I mean they they, they waited. Like, I no, who'd
3: they beat Lincoln last week? They went to both Morgantown and Houston and won by double digits. In Houston, both.
0: that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, they did beat Houston. I, I guess I would say that, that that's they 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 appear to be well coached. I just like yeah. just just because they won a few games, I don't I don't necessarily know that that means they're good. Same thing for Vanderbilt, right? Just because Vanderbilt's won a few games doesn't mean I don't
3: good. think you ever heard anybody say they were good, Logan. I think what you heard now, was Jordan that literally said
0: they're good. The offense is good, like forty five seconds ago.
3: Don't no, I said
1: don't. they are good on offense? Okay. And I can edit this any way I want to.
3: So Your <laughs> history will bear you. out the fastest <laughs> Executive
1: <laughs> producer,
0: I don't know even what point I'm, what 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 stance I'm trying to take here either. I just I, no. I, I think I, I'm you dubious. you committed dubious. to
1: picking Virginia Tech, and now you're looking for ways to reinforce that.
0: Yeah. No. And I mean, this is that's literally what you got to do. That's you know? what I'm hearing here.
3: That's what you got to do. What that's else what can you do? Got, that's what you do.
0: Uh, All right. Um, speaking of Virginia Tech. We got UVA and we got
1: Syracuse. And, and Robert like, and I, speaking of Virginia. Tech. Yeah, right. This is, yeah, right.
0: Awaken the Echoes. Um, Syracuse, a Syracuse team that's off to an impressive start. Maybe good on offense. Um, uh, is visited by UVA in the, I guess this is no longer the Carrier Dome. Sad times, huh? I think yeah, I guess it's got a different name now. Um, yeah, it's like the, the Staples Center, it's probably like the crypto.com it is carrier the KMA dome.
3: It's a wireless dome, which nobody will ever call it by.
1: I don't think well, I've ever heard of that provider.
3: It's kind it's of like whoever of bought Hinesfield. Field, like nobody's ever going to call it anything except Heinz Field at the carrier dome,
0: right? right. It's like Senate like a home mortgage lender booster mm-hmm. thing. Uh, All right, Jordan, how
1: are you feeling? How are the vibes Uh, as the orange and blue
0: takes on the orange and blue?
1: Uh, Yeah, not great. Um, (laughs) I I am intrigued because there's been chatter about, oh, the defense looks better for UVA. Looks like they're figuring some things out. I would argue that maybe they are not. Um, And they have looked adequate against ODU, Richmond, (laughs) And an Illinois team that doesn't present a whole lot of threats through the air, which Syracuse will. Um, sure. And I think, like, Robert and I and Jason Beck, knowing most of that defensive roster and knowing who to spread out, who to isolate, who to really just make their Friday night hell, uh, that's, that's worth something. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I think it all rests on how how risky are you willing to be on offense? Because I think if they go in there and Tony Elliott says, you know what, pedal to the floor, let's try and score 60, UVA's got a better chance than if they try and do the ball control thing. Yeah. So that's
0: I'd my two cents. I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I mean, it's kind of like – this is kind of like the – in, in some ways, we're sort of like the the Miami game last week, right? Like we we talked about approach for some coaches. Approach is more valuable than results. And like at the end of the day, the point of, you played the game because you wouldn't you'd like to win the game to honor. Yeah. Her you know her, who said her, that You play to win the game, our her, 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 her boy Herm. Yeah. And it's like if you want to give your chance, your team the best chance to win the game, then you need to probably uh, adjust your personal expectations for the flow of the game. Um, now, Robert and I—some would argue that he's one of those offensive coordinators that maybe keeps both teams in the game occasionally. So you can hope for maybe a uh, an exuberant Robert and I. Maybe he's going to try to throw in some petty, uh, you know, offensive tackle like hook and laterals down the field or something like that. Oh, I think uh, just, I would just be shocked if one.
1: there's not at least two or three just pure spiteful gadget plays. Yeah, I, I, I
0: much like. The Mike Norvell offense. I despise the offense that appears to 100 percent just be building towards ridiculous gadget play. Like that, like every, they spend the entirety of their game plan setting up like a shot playing double reverse and everybody does pass. It. And it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna take a shot. But um yeah, I'm I'm intrigued Friday night. This will be this will be one to check out. But yeah, yeah I just I, I guess I would like to see some some advancements in the red zone, the red area, as some coaches are calling it. Um <laughs> uh from UVA because that was a really uh, hopefully that was like an aberrationally bad performance in the red area last week against ODU. Um but uh yeah I think you are gonna, you're I gonna think need to push in against ODU their struggles
1: like those were turnovers and yeah. that's not a scheme thing or uh right like
0: we know turnovers are heavily thing. luck influenced, but yeah still so they didn't seem to struggle moving the ball, so if Virginia can move the ball and score some points, that will be good. It's just I, I have some concerns because um, Schrader's throwing throwing that MF thing all around the lot
1: these days. He's a big and, dude. Like, can, yeah. can see over the line of scrimmage, for sure. Kyler Murray ain't walking to that door. No. They but wish, baby Kyler they, wish might be. they had baby Kyler. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: Jason you have any thoughts on this game before we get to the dudes? I,
3: I don't have any. I, I wish you all nothing but the best, though, as always. Thank you. Just really just mental, no mental strife. That's what, win or lose, just no I mean, that would existential nice. crisis. I just hope
1: all <laughs> yeah. the teams have fun. Right um
0: that would be nice i would love i would love that for me at least i won't have to fight through the end of the via game and the end of the florida game and back-to-back time slots like i did last week which was which is really tough on my tum tum let me
1: tell you yeah you'll get you'll get a sleep in between maybe get a a nice i was back on the beers and the pizza on the
0: same day and then i had to and i had to deal with that it's just it was a real it was a real crisis reflux all over the place (laughs) (laughs) all right jason the dukes traveled to boone to take on a vulnerable app state team huh could it be? Uh, how are we feeling? What are the vibes like in Harrisonburg?
3: Uh, they're excited. There's a lot of there's more, more buzz for this game than almost any game I can remember in terms of like, um, Non-Chattanooga, like non, the
0: non Chattanooga division.
3: Well, sure, obviously. Um, but in terms of like non connected fans, like there's yeah. more there's more discussion, which is a cool thing to see. It's you know, going yeah. to FBS helps, but these are the you know the the whole argument of fcs versus fps like these are the games that make fps better um yeah you know we we traded like yeah like realistically our chances of winning a national championship uh went from strong to very minuscule but you traded like the possibility of one great week for like hey we're going to have like five or six of these really exciting games every year um and so I think people are excited. There's a lot of people going down to Boone. Uh, I wish I was one of them. I will not be. I will be denting my lazy boy on Saturday at 3.30. But um, it should be interesting. I I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of, you know, we're in... It's been a great two weeks because we've been in like every single stat graphic that like Fox College Sports puts out and ESPN puts out. Because no, Dukes have been hooping
0: for sure. We're everywhere
3: because we got five. We're averaging over 500 yards of offense because we played Middle Tennessee State and Norfolk State. Um, but I, I mean, I think our offense is genuinely really good.
0: Um, Quarterback seems to be ultra productive. He's
3: Todd Santoyo is is uh, all over the yard these days. Todd. I, he's a Todd. I don't think we're on UNC's level of offense. Honestly, you could probably make a case that we do more fun stuff than Texas A&M. <laughs> like,
0: make a case, yeah. Harrisburg High School does more fun stuff than that's Texas fair. A&M.
3: We we might not have the same caliber of athletes straight up, but I am sure that we will be tougher to scheme against. Um, so I I think there's a if let's see what's the over under at fifty eight and a half. Um, hmm. That's pretty high. I would still be tempted to take the over. I feel like it's probably going to be a shootout. I think our, our defense in particular is untested. Um, I I think they're they're a deep defense, but I don't know that they've, they've faced anything remarkably remotely like what, um, Chase Bryce can do and what, uh, was Christian Peoples I think is their their yeah. top running back but they have a few of I them. mean they're good
0: strong offensive line good quarterback and a right. really good running back like they that's that's going to be the challenge for JMU yep. for sure because right? that that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the year from a, I think JMU probably top end has good enough ones to yep. match up but it's going to be depth it's going to be offensive and defensive line right. like continuity throughout the game and and I'm I'm kind of fascinated by app like maybe I said this in a previous episode but like they have played vastly different games mm-hmm. throughout so far this season. Two great yeah, success in all of them. And it's proven it's very really,
3: adaptable to a lot of yeah, styles. Which
0: is mm.
3: interesting, which is I think probably I
0: whether I, coaches always get other jobs because yeah. they, they seem to hire good guys that know how to do this well.
2: So
0: but yeah, they're um, like
1: they're like that UFC fighter who just like can fight anybody. He's like, yeah, oh right. you throw a wrestler at me, I'll wrestle him. That's fine. You throw a striker at me, like we can just stand up and box for 15 minutes. It's huh. awesome. This
3: so no i mean it's a it's a that's a great football program um i've had a lot of respect for them for in what makes me seem very old like 15 plus years now um dating back to when we when we played in fcs and had some really good games tickets i think were i think the cheapest tickets online were like 85 or 90 last check um it's a it's a tough ticket it's gonna be a full house it's gonna be fun we're gonna. This is where we'll see how ready JMU is to be in the Sun Belt, like week to week. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if we especially
1: off a bye week, are they going to be rusted or rested? Right.
3: That's that's the question question we we got to answer. And I think most JMU fans, including me, were happy to see App State win it on a Hail Mary last week. Um, If there's any hope of being emotionally drained, App State has checked the boxes these last three weeks for sure.
1: Some overworked adrenal glands, right? Down
3: and down um, for so sure. you know we'll take any edge we can get. But I, I think I think these are two football programs that they look a lot alike. We are just early, much earlier in our development, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be fun. Yeah, they're
0: the prototype, like you said. Like yeah. like to get there, but got to play them and see what happens. To Still beat gotta the man, the you
3: got to beat the man. So. Be all fine.
0: right. Um, well, yep, that's exciting. That game is on ESPN Plus. It is. Yes. Yep. Okay. Three thirty p.m. All right. We'll probably, we might have to check in on that. Yeah. Try to check in on that. Actually, that'll depending, make at least the depending, yellow, depending on how things it. are going in Neela, we might be checking in on that earlier than later, but <laughs> TBD. Um, all right, another really exciting matchup uh, to talk about this week. We got Georgia Tech making the trip to the Balance House at UCF. Similar color schemes going at it here. Um, I only put this on your week for
3: similar color schemes.
0: We may be yeah. we, we may be on fire watch um for Jeff Collins. There were some rumblings that maybe there was uh, some indecision last weekend. Uh it appears that we were we're we're nearing the end of the, the Jeff Collins experience. Um he's got one of those uh, I've I've listened, I've been I've been listening to some podcasts. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but I believe he has one of those buyouts that doesn't go down until like January 1st. So that's Ooh. probably too long to wait if you want to like gain Get any sort mix. of bump Get for recruiting yeah. and and um, coaching
1: staff and things of that nature. So um, we will. Logan, see. I'll put you on the spot. Where would you rank Georgia Tech in relation to Arizona State as an attractive <laughs> job?
0: It's uh, it's below Arizona State, I believe. Okay. Um, I would, I would, I would rank, I would feel comfortable. I feel like I'm going to feel comfortable with that, uh, in a few days as well. All right. Um, we'll check in with in, you. It's in, it's in Atlanta. Days. There are some interesting, we've seen Georgia tech be good, like not long ago. Yep. And I'm, I'm counting like the Paul Johnson years. And I believe was their coach Chan Gailey before that, yep. um, they were fine then too. They, I mean, they were winning games then too. So. Um Megatron was out there catching passes from Reggie Ball. Right. They had a they had Un- a unbelievable. running around. Right. That helps. So yeah, <laughs> certainly, certainly helps. But you know, I, you know, I, I don't know if the goal would be to, you know, get back to <clears throat> there's no reason that your school existing in Atlanta where it is touching, you know, you're in a state that touches Florida, you're in one of the most productive pound for pound recruiting areas in the country. Um can't be uh middle to upper th- third ACC team. In my mind.
2: Now, maybe yeah. this
0: this rehab job has taken some time. I know Georgia Tech has some institutional restrictions based on academics and things of that nature. Um, so you, you probably do need to like find the right guy to come in and and uh like try to embrace some of that while also embracing, again, like we're talking about, like you really just gotta throw yourself into recruiting and and try to get some
1: Jimmys and Joe's there um, but we'll see per, yeah personally, I think they have such an uphill battle to climb, especially in this like Nil era um, where <laughs> they they probably need I think in order for Georgia Tech to maximize their potential, they need to hire someone slightly gimmicky not maybe not quite Paul Johnson run the triple but like unique identity would you
0: hire Jamie Chadwell would he
1: yes that was the name that I was I was thinking of um or someone like him who's like I do a very specific thing I do it really well it's different because right now like recruiting in that area sounds good but you have Georgia who's a hot rocket as and hot as they have have ever been, uh, in some of these kids' lifetimes, uh, the Florida schools are going to do what the Florida schools do. Alabama is pulling kids from Georgia. Like you gotta, you gotta think outside several boxes at Georgia Tech. I think, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I just, I to me.
0: I I don't see it being too tall of an ask for Georgia Tech to expect like a NC state level of performance out of their football team. <clears throat> and like NC State
1: top 25 NC State and Well, I mean I'm just saying like, a couple you see of first NC every
0: year or NC State's worst seasons are seven and five years, right? And then okay. you know, occasionally they'll they they pop off a nine or ten one season and it's like, oh, that was good. The stars aligned, the quarterback was old and experienced, and you know bought into the system and they developed offensive line and defensive line. And you know that, so I, I, you know, I, I, again, I'm not really advocating for being an NC state fan cause I don't know that I would love that existence sure. either, but I think that Georgia Tech should aspire to, to that level of maybe success or consistency. Um, but a schemer would be a good way to go, Jordan. I, I would think I would agree with you there. All right. And then last up Jason's Texas Longhorns. the trip to lubbock uh i think there's a is smu tcu this weekend as well there's a couple good like state of texas games this weekend that should be interesting um i think smu tcu could be a little spicy that game i believe has there's some bad blood there just you know a couple of fort worth neighbor christian schools going at it um throw baylor in the mix and all bets are off you know what i'm saying and then uh but we got texas at texas tech uh texas has been frisky texas has been little all over the place um i think heading in the right direction seem like they may be prone to some bouts of malaise um <laughs> mid-game malaise as uh, as we're calling it um i don't know keep it keep an eye on this one. things get
1: weird in, in lubbock as well
3: that's very true yeah
1: uh speaking of the texas schools another one i saw baylor is at iowa state this week that could be Be interesting. I don't think it's going to be a pleasant watch, but I do think it'll be interesting.
0: What do you? um, I'll I'll throw this to you guys. What do you guys think about Baylor? Like, are you on board with what they are trying to do? Like, offensively, I I guess specifically offensively, it maybe it's just so shocking because it's such a departure from the Bryles era Baylor teams we used to watch, Um, and maybe that's a good thing. But like, I think that they may be doing themselves a bit of a disservice by trying to like bully ball the big 12 and just hoping they can win games like 19 to 17.
1: I think it's an ambitious goal to to be a trailblazer in a conference. <laughs> well, especially when that's the trail. Yeah. When you seem to be trailblazing in the, the l- least lead sexy the way possible. That sucks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> who, are we, who are we talking about? Baylor. Baylor. Are we sure that's what they're trying to do? Yeah, I mean, have you seen them play offense recently? Well, no, yeah, but you can't really tell. I, I don't think you. I don't think we have a good read on Baylor yet. Okay. I think they, I don't.
0: I don't think that a team coached by Dave Aranda is trying to play go-go offense.
3: That's like perfectly fair. Out. Okay. There, there is some evidence on that side of things, but I. I think that. It's also a team that is different than Baylor's ever been in terms of they're starting to get some talent and that sort of thing. But no, I mean, they, I mean, played, they yeah. played Albany and Texas State at home. So you're not going to tell anything from them. And then right. they had to go to BYU and get dragged into that playground fight. So, which they, they did have to tangle, tangle to with some
1: husbands and fathers. That's so, what I'm right. saying.
3: So,
0: yeah. Anyhow, I mean, I, I just, uh, I I'm, I'm intrigued yeah they're on the radar radar. any team that is like you know wants to do the remake your identity that doesn't have a whole lot of built-in recruiting advantages like and and baylor should be able to recruit fine there's plenty of kids in texas but you know i'm always a little wary of of like well yeah but i'm i'm also i'm just always a little wary of like the uh kind of hard-headed approach of like we're going to build the offensive and defensive lines and like you know, we've talked about this before. Your entire your entire offensive philosophy is have the best offensive line, um, which basically means you can run any offensive run. So why are yeah, you running the worst? One? Worse, why are you but... why are you running a crappy one until you yeah. get a good offensive line? This has sort of been my thing with Georgia, right? Uh and congratulations, Georgia. They've been the wave long enough that now they have the best offensive line and the best of all the other players too. So this is just what we're gonna have to deal with for a while. But um, I mean, anyhow, that's that that that's all I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I do think, like, it is a little more (laughs) glaring, the stylistic thing, when you have, like we've talked about previously, you have Venables in the same conference, same defensive-minded guy, but he Mm -hmm. seems much more amenable to, yeah, like, the OC's going to do whatever he wants, and we're going to make it fun, and we're going to score a zillion points, because we have the recruits to do so. So I just, yeah,
0: I think Stephen Godfrey told a story about how, when I guess, when... Uh, when Bob Stoops got hired at Oklahoma, the AD told him go and hire an offensive coordinator that gave you the most grief. And he went and hired a guy named Mike Leach to, to call plays because Mike Leach was Kentucky was like a how mummy guy was who was at Kentucky and Florida was beating Kentucky back in those days, those, those halcyon days of Florida football. Um, but uh, they always put up a ton of points. Those were your Tim couch era. Kentucky teams that were thrown it all over. So I, I don't know. I think there's, it seems like Oklahoma has kept that policy, which is kind of cool, I suppose. But also, um, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. That's all. Not really trying to make any sure. grand takeaways from the Baylor football experience, but um, they seem like they're headed towards Iowa Stateville, And I would <laughs> think that they would maybe want to set their sights higher.
1: Yeah. They play on a fast surface too. <laughs> Take advantage what's the, what's of it. What's the stim-
0: What's it? What's it stimping out at on that? Yeah. Answer?
1: What's Baylor's <laughs> turf rolling out? <laughs> All right. Let's pick some football games. I agree, Logan. Uh, I'm glad you're approaching this with enthusiasm. Given ready. Your, your track record over the last three weeks, that's that's very big. I'm getting game. better. I got yep. better last week.
0: Brick by brick, baby. I did your, get better. Last your week.
1: record didn't get better, but. Or no, two did you go two week? and
0: three? Yes, we've been over this. We went over this okay. on the podcast. I went two and three last week. Oh, that's okay.
1: Right. Let me apologize hand hand again. The spreadsheet wasn't let me be the. Let me be the second. <laughs> All right. Uh, game number one is the aforementioned Clemson at Wake Forest. Raycom Sportsnet special. Oh, yeah. uh, awakening the echoes <laughs> of the Riley Skinners of the world. Um, it's a noon kickoff. It's in Winston-Salem. Handsome Sam continues to throw the pill around the yard for the Demon Deacons. The Clemson Tigers are favored on the road by an entire touchdown, an extra point. Jason gets to start.
3: Uh, I don't think we know anything about either of these teams, so that's fun. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to take Wake Forest just because I feel better about rooting for Wake Forest than I do rooting for Clemson. Um,
1: the emotional pick. And they, it's eight. Honestly, it's eight, seven touchdown uh, and an extra point.
3: They currently have the best win, probably by going to Vanderbilt and winning by twenty.
1: Anchor down, baby.
3: So Clemson's first road trip, going to a a rowdy truest field um, <laughs> at noon. And I, yeah I don't, I don't have any data to back this up. I just I the research triangle welcomes Clemson with open arms. That's right. That's and, right. And, and, and welcome
1: Rowdy Debs <laughs> Rowdy fans. So, i I'm
3: going to I'm going to I'm going to take the Demon Deacons and the points.
1: I'm going to take Clemson here. Um this feels like strong push candidate. Would love to get a push just to awaken those yeah, echoes. It's time. Um, but, yeah, I, I did watch a lot of the Wake Forest-Vanderbilt game. Um, Vanderbilt, at least early, was able to run the ball a little bit on Wake, um, which I think possibly bodes well for what Clemson wants to do. Um, Vanderbilt did that without a punishing running quarterback as well. Um, So I think if they let DJU tote the rock a healthy amount of times, um, that will provide a significant competitive advantage. Uh, I also think Clemson's defense is still really good. Um, And Brian Brisee should be back this weekend. Uh, Thoughts and prayers to his family after his sister passed away. But, um, yeah, I think the defense is still really good. And – can potentially still give Wake some problems on that side of the ball. So I'll take Clemson. Yeah, I'd love to tell Jason on the, the
0: rooting factor of this game, but uh, this has, like, backdoor Clemson cover pull-away potential to me. Um, I just I feel like Clemson's defense will eventually catch on and, at worst, muck it up enough that, uh, you know, We'll compress some scoring on Wake's side of things. Um, I do want to ask again for the second time on this podcast if we're heading towards a reckoning on DJU, quarterback DJU. Uh, it, it, we, Dabo seems to be pretty married to him playing or, or getting just like a, a huge opportunity to play in all games. Um, I think Clevenix look okay in the amount of time he's been able to play. Uh, I'm curious if this one is like starting to look like it may be Pointsy if we have a quarterback change in the middle of hmm. this game. I'd be curious what would maybe trigger that. If obviously if, if Clemson is scoring, you're probably not gonna swap QBs, but um I don't know. It's something to
1: keep an eye on. It's something to keep an eye on. So potentially a break glass in case of emergency situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I always which is really silly to think that you may have a quarterback sitting on your bench that you know may give you a better chance to win and, and do things, but that's cool. I root for a team that had Kyle Trask on the bench and willfully started Fleet Bay Franks and then did the same thing with it with another quarterback. So I mean it's fine. It's fine. These things happen. Practice must be crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. And we have another Nooner. This was a late addition uh, to the slate for purposes close to our heart, really.
3: A um, courageous addition, I must say.
1: Yeah. We're not afraid of these yeah. games and we want to shine spotlights on what we have uh, already assigned uh, un- as under, underserved,
3: underserved constituents of the Wheel Round Pick spreadsheet.
1: Right, That's neglected true. communities, yeah. such as those in Lawrence, Kansas. We've got the Duke Blue Devils taking on the Kansas Jayhawks in a Blue Buds battle for the ages. Uh, <laughs> it's also a nooner. Kansas is favored at home by seven and a half. I bet the over on Monday, just like I promised I would in our preview episodes. I got it at 64, I think it's up to 66 and a half now. So I'm already riding some value, excited about that. Um, I'm gonna take Kansas here. Kansas at home, they're coming off good wins, a good road win at Houston. Um, Even if Houston's not maybe the Houston we thought they were, that's still a quality win. Going on the road and beating a talented team like that, um, Lance Leipold's getting a lot of buzz, a lot of juice in terms of openings that are starting to surface. Um, but I'm riding the Jayhawk energy, brothers. Let's let's uh, unleash the offense and set the world ablaze. What uh? What's the spread again? Seven and a half. Oh,
0: Yeah. I mean, Duke's been impressive. Elko, seems like he's done a good job like immediately just kind of injecting a little bit of life into the program there. Uh, But at home, Kansas seems to be the play here. A little bit more momentum, a little bit more uh, results. So we'll, we'll, we'll ride with Kansas dubiously here seven and a half. The hook, the hook is in play, but that's okay. We are not
3: scared. Um, I think I'm gonna take Duke here. I think that that last half point gets me. Um, mm. Gets me a little worried. I think Kansas is is very serviceable on offense, but I think Elko is a defensive guy, isn't he? Right? Then he, well, yes. he was Jimbo's defensive coordinator, right? Correct. So I just
1: don't know that they've faced. They might they might not year. have the dudes like juggernaut. Yeah. Don't have the dudes to stand up to Kansas football. You know. I
3: mean, who who they've, could be so lucky as they they've have beat those
1: Temple, kids? they've beat Northwestern and they've beat North Carolina A and T. Yeah,
3: they blanked Temple.
1: Yeah, famous famous for shooting yeah. the ball around all That's over what the I'm place. Saying. Temple Owls,
3: offensive powerhouse. Temple Owls
1: Matchup, They play matchups though, and John Chaney's got
0: the guys flying around out there. <laughs> um, do you do you guys know that Northwestern leads the nation in, in plays per game? What is going on there? Just uh,
1: plays they run or yeah, plays like run they lead them. the nation in pace? North they're West just country.
3: trying to get the medieval grads ready for the pace of modern journalism. The 24 hour <laughs> that's good, Jason.
1: That's very <laughs> good. <laughs> that I love that. I actually that
3: was, really that was pretty proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on before I embarrass myself.
1: Uh, to, to answer your question, Logan, I did not know that, but thank you. For I just your, thought for that educating. was wild. I agree. To um,
0: it doesn't appear to be open a mouth.
1: Maybe they should uh, run a few. Maybe less they plays. should dial it back. Maybe run they should a run bit. a few <laughs> plays. They just don't have the offensive efficiency you need. Anyhow, speaking of offensive efficiency, oh, God. we take it to three thirty, <laughs> where the Gators and the Vols square up to do battle. Tennessee is favored by 10.5 points in this game, and Logan gets to start us off.
2: Hmm.
0: There's strong emotional hedge potential in picking this game. (laughs) Um, But I do think that Tennessee feasts on teams that suck. And I think teams that – Present a challenge to them, uh, at least be it athletically or schematically, or a combination of both. Um, have a tendency to be more in the game. I personally think this game comes down to Anthony Richardson's ability to pilot the Florida offense to points. Um, I will take Florida with the, with those points there. That's nice. Um, Tennessee didn't blow me away in their effort against. Pittsburgh and I believe Pittsburgh was down to the third quarterback in that game and was still scoring points at the end of that game. Um, Now Florida's quarterback situation is dubious at times, tenuous, if you will. Uh, And I think that some of Florida's offensive uh, game plan maybe needs to be addressed uh, to be a little bit more points forward and a little bit less possession of the football forward. Uh, That's, my opinion, as as someone who is deeply steeped in the in the traditions of Florida, Florida football. Uh, but that said, I think Florida's defense, with the return of hopefully Ventrell Miller for some of the game, um, gets lined up better and uh, and is able to keep this within 10. I, I really don't think Florida wins. I think Tennessee's a better team. I think they have the better quarterback. I think Tennessee's defense is fine, but I don't know that they are plus on that side of the ball, which is why... I feel like if Florida could like come in with a concise game plan to to run the football, maybe try to get Ar moving a little bit and running, and if he can get out of his own head a little bit, um, there's there's a, there's a clear path to Florida covering in this game. Um, now, I would hate to see the score be like twenty-one to nothing at the end of the first quarter in this game. That would be a nightmare scenario for me, <laughs> um, and I don't regretting. think I don't think Florida digs themselves out of a hole like that. So, I mean, you really have to score early in this game to kind of set the tone uh, and set up an actual football game and not a like sort of scramble track meet thing. But I mean, Florida, Florida beat the hell out of Tennessee last year. And that was a bad Florida team. Um, There were some weird things that happened in that game. I think there was one of the weird fumbles out of the end zone and maybe some, some like turnover luck went against Tennessee early in the game, but I don't think Florida is going to be surprised to see what Tennessee does on offense, which I feel like, for some reason, Tennessee gets talked about like they're just doing some sort of completely new thing that no one's ever seen before. And 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 they're just going fast and they're they're really good at it and super efficient. Hookers, like I think since Hooker started starting, he's had like 40 touchdowns and two picks. I mean, that's crazy. He's been really, impressive. really efficient.
1: So um that's out to Justin
3: Fuente, offensive genius.
1: Yep. He saw a diamond in the rough. He knows yeah. how to pick them. That's right. Fumbled the bag right to Knoxville.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the Gators here. Um, I watched a, a good bit of uh, most of Florida's press conference this week. A little, little, little bit of a strange performance. Anthony Richardson was out there. Really, like, cops to a lot of sort of some of the mental issues that we, like, are surmising about him. Like, really it was very open about, like, how in his head he's been and how he, you know, he has been leaning on his – I mean he he sounded he sounded confident and he was up there and he was smiling and he was answering questions which was good. His candor was nice, but uh he wasn't giving great quarterback uh on the on the lath lectern. And uh sometimes you just want your you, you want your quarterback just to kind of give you some some nothing answers and to be able to play on the so part. as to not so as to not invite a bunch of additional commentary about the fragility of your mental state, things of that nature. But um I'll be curious, Billy Napier also, also basically admitted to uh, the quarterback situation at Florida affecting the play calling, which I think we all expected to be true. Um, I think that is getting closer to being resolved. Apparently, John Kitna's kid Jalen had a great uh week of practice this week and is, is firmly entrenched at the number two quarterback spot. So uh, maybe the playbook opens up a little bit. Um, but Florida's defense is going to have to. Get lined up a lot better than they did last week against a USF team, and maybe not overcommit on every like every fake in the backfield. But we'll see. Should be a fun game. This is always a fun game. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Florida. I think that's that line is certainly a little bit too high. I'm also just thoroughly like Florida. Tennessee is ranked 11 in the country. Are we really going to claim that we think that Tennessee is the 11th best team? in the- like, that seems Somebody's got like- to be
1: ranked 11th.
3: I guess, but I just what have they done? Uh, they they hammered Ball State and Akron at home and then they went on the road to a Times Field to a to a Heinz Field um and Rest and beat a an unconvincing to say the least pit team in overtime with the district quarterback playing with their third string quarterback playing the week after they had a crazy emotional backyard brawl win. Like, I don't know that it's, they have not put their stamp on the season yet. And I think 10 and a half is, is far too big a line against the team. Florida obviously has its problems and you've covered many of them, Logan, but that there's a talented Florida team. And yeah, like, they, that's the same Florida team that beat Utah. So like, I, I don't know. I, I am not, I am not sold on Tennessee in any way, shape or form. And I, can't claim to have massive confidence in Florida, but 10 and a half points of confidence. Yeah, I have that in Florida.
0: Yeah, real quick, Jason, just jumping on the Utah thing. I, I was sitting in my car today thinking about this. Like Florida's offense looked so crisp and sure. comfortable against Utah, a good defense that like has talent and NFL talent. And like, I, I just, I'm really interested in where that went or if Florida just shot all their bullets in that game and they only have seven plays they run. And maybe it's just easy to see coming. And once your quarterback gets, hit one time his confidence is shot and then like the whole game plan goes out the window but i mean if that is the case then florida just needs to line it line it up in i formation and run the ball down team's throat because i don't know didn't i saw they, PFF, they
3: average like think, seven or eight yards against usf, who yeah, were more than USF yeah it was it was, it was
0: it was it was more than that but yes yeah. you're right um i saw that like the PF pff does their team of the week and Florida's right guard and right tackle. were both the PFF offensive linemen of the week, offensive linemen of the week. Like they, you know, they, I think they have the dudes on the line and they they have the ability to do it. I just, it seems like there's an inordinate amount of let's get AR going for the sake of getting him going in the offense. And a little bit, again, like we're talking about with Miami, like we're talking about with UVA, you know, you're trying to kind of hammer your scheme home and you maybe get your quarterback going more than you're trying to, Win the battle that you find yourself in um, with the with the bullets you got. So, anyhow, that's all. Jordan, what do you think?
1: I'm going to take Florida. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Oh, boys, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is I'm banking on uh, Anthony Richardson maybe Sand maybe baguette. relaxing a little bit on the road, like oh. playing playing several night games at the swamp, like. There's, there's internal pressure, there's external pressure there. You know, a lot of quarterbacks talk about they love playing on the road. Um, going, going into a different environment might be good for him. Um, give, him give him a different perspective. Um, I also think, like, Tennessee is not allowing a ton of rushing yards per game on the season, but if you look at the Pittsburgh game, which should be more comparable team to yeah. Florida than maybe some of their other opponents. Um, Pitt was able to get three and a half, four yards a pop on the ground against Tennessee. Um, so I think Florida should be able to likely better that. Um, so yeah, and that like, maybe that doesn't win them the game, but I think it covers. So yeah, I'll take Florida. Right. So it seems like a healthy line, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I'm hope I'm thinking maybe a little bit of it is just overreaction to how kind of subpar Florida looked last week. And yeah, there's it's probably a bit of uh national juice on Tennessee. Jason, you were asking sort of about Tennessee's like rank too. I, I mean, this is like the prime example of, I think people really want to be right about Tennessee. Um, so they get inflated in the rankings because we like them. And I think Tennessee's good too. I mean, I think they're very good, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who you rank eleventh in the country. If you want to rank all the teams, right? I don't know that Arkansas is the eighth or ninth best team in the country, right? They're, that's where they're ranked. But um, I guess, I guess we'll see. It'll all shake out in about five or six weeks, anyway.
1: All right, one more three thirty kick. We take it to mostly the ACC. Uh, Notre Dame is at North Carolina, the Tar Heels, favorite at home. By one and a half, Jason Crack.
3: Oh, that's a really hard game to pick.
1: The screaming Tommy races come yeah. to Chapel Hill.
3: Um. <laughs> uh, that's hard. I think I'm gonna take Notre Dame. Um I I think you know, in all honesty, North Carolina should have lost at app. Um, they didn't, so it's true. That's a kind of a kind of a useless statement, but I don't think that's. I think that three and oh, we should not let
1: that die. North Carolina should have lost that game,
3: that's right. Um, twice, and North Carolina also had a bye week, but they had you know the upstate game, they they objectively played well, but they only beat they only won at Georgia State by seven. And kudos to them for going to play that game, but Georgia State's real bad. Um, for they beat Florida A&M, but looked kind of sloppy back in like week zero or whatever it was. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this is a incredible UNC team. Northern Notre Dame is certainly not playing well enough to like earn the, the favorite line here. But I, I think that they're probably better than they've looked. I think they, you know, they faced probably one of three teams that can win the national title in week one. They stumbled and fell on their face in week two, and then they had Cal at home to try to cap off that stretch. But I think, you know, that that's still a good team. That's still a talented team. Um, either that or it's all going to go sideways real fast. Um, so I'll take Notre Dame while at the same time having no idea what this game is actually going to look like. So definitely, definitely agree with my picks. You should probably
1: lock them in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go North Carolina here. I think, like, I am perpetually disappointed by North Carolina's defense given the yes. amount of talent they allegedly recruit to that side of the ball. Um, but I don't know that Notre Dame does, like, the stuff on offense that is necessary to take advantage of those weaknesses. Um so I'll take UNC because they can still put up points. Um, the, the, the May young man looks like he can put the ball on some playmakers. Um, they can still scheme guys open. Um, yeah, I think I think a Carolina win happens, and it you know one and a half is not a significant number if I think Carolina's going to win. so. Yeah,
0: Jordan, you made the, basically the exact point I was going to try to make. I don't think North Notre Dame is the team to take advantage of like an apocalyptically bad defense to the degree that they would overcome how good North Carolina's offense is. Uh, I think North Carolina's offense is really good. Some of that may be born out of necessity and ability to get a lot of reps um, because their defense is so bad, but uh, may, may is really good. I think I'm going to go with the better quarterback mat, uh, matchup basically in this game at, at such a tight line. North Carolina is also at home. So uh, we'll go North Carolina, but um, I think, I think Jason's on maybe may on to something there with like just from a, from a talent level standpoint, and we've seen Notre Dame's defense stand up to what should be a pretty good offense in Ohio state. Although they seem to stumble a bit out of the gates there. That was a bit of a, a wonky performance. So so give them some credit, but uh, I don't know. North Carolina's got to go. And I, I used to kind of be a little dubious of the Phil Longo offensive approach, but uh, they got it cooking this year. I don't I don't know what I don't know if it's just the quarterback is better than he was in the past couple of years, which would be a little surprising to me given who their quarterback was. But um it seems like it's almost like a clear step up uh, in that in, in in the system.
1: So go Tar heels, I suppose. <laughs> no, I suppose. Um begrudgingly. Yeah, we'll see if Mac Brown does any creative Irish dances in the locker room (laughs) after they win this one. Uh, Final game of the evening for our pick slate. We take it back to the SEC for a 7 p.m. kick. The Razorbacks of Arkansas are at the Hate Barn to take on Jimbo and Them Boys. Texas A&M favored by two entire points. I'm going to go ahead and take Arkansas here. Um, wait, wait, wait. I, I think this one is in – this one is not in Jerry World. Oh, this is at uh, – sorry, Dallas Cowboys Field. Think it, yeah. I think it is, but it's listed as a home game. I think AM stuff. Okay. That's I apologize. It's, a, it's in Arlington. No, it's okay. To the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. This is a versus situation and not an, a true at situation. Correct. Correct. Um, but, yeah, Texas A M still favored by two regardless of the venue. Uh, And I'm still taking Arkansas. Uh, I saw someone point out on Twitter that this is one of the very movable objects meets very stoppable force. Uh, Arkansas has the worst pass defense in the nation, but Texas A&M not known for exactly uh, assault through the air. So... I think kind of like the UNC Notre Dame point I made, I don't know that Texas A&M is willing to like really play that game to the point that they take advantage of those weaknesses in Arkansas's defense. Um, Also looks like A&M's given up some yards on the ground and uh, Arkansas is running the ball healthily. So I will take Arkansas here.
0: Uh, man. <laughs> this is a big game for Arkansas. I would like to just say that this this yeah. could be. I I was a little I don't I guess I was a little down on Arkansas just because I feel like unfortunately they usually even if they are better they like the anti-Wick Forest Arkansas never changes but or no Arkansas changes a lot but you know it's usually not enough to change enough to be like a lot better than LSU and Texas A&M and Auburn and Mississippi state on the same year, you know, and it feels like this might be their opportunity to do that um, this year. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust their past defense Texas A&M's defense has played well on the whole too. Jordan. You mentioned, they give up some yards on the ground. They gave up like 27 first downs to Miami and Miami scored nine points
1: and had five field goal attempts in that game. They seem to really do. Miami the, also really wasn't running their quarterback though. Like KJ Jefferson true. represents a new wrinkle especially in the red zone that Miami did not have.
0: Yeah, but that's a ranking in Kendall Briles offense. I'm not really too worried about that. It's just ridiculous. So, <laughs> okay. Um, no, KJ Jefferson is great and he's he's bruising. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, if I recall when, when uh, what's his name? The defensive coordinator was the defensive coordinator at Florida. That was This was a very similar, like bend but don't break, but it was hard to score in Florida in the red zone when he was there. That I, I think that that could be, i feel like i'm talking you know who he reminds
1: me of my my guys who looks like uh that defensive coordinator who we're not going to name looks like skinny lee westwood (laughs) okay and i'm right (laughs) i'll
0: check it out i'll 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 do a little side-by-side comp um but uh I think re- I, I'm gonna just go ahead and take Texas a here to, um, to to spice it up, and I feel like eventually Texas a is gonna have like a respectable performance. Um, and I just I just don't I don't see Arkansas having enough to take advantage. Uh, I think Texas a gets a few pieces back on offense um, if it, if Evan Stewart plays in this game, that could be helpful. Uh, to their cause um, against the worst pass defense in the country in Arkansas, who's super dinged up in the secondary. Not only are they not a good pass defense, but I think they're like mega injured, uh, which contributes to that. So um, now, like we mentioned in the previous game, I don't know that Texas a has the setup to really just pick at that scab, uh, but it would it would be interesting if, if maybe they try to take some shots and maybe the second week of um, Max Johnson will uh, – yield better results so begrudgingly I'm taking Texas A&M mostly that's just so I can differentiate Michelle from Jordan on one of these picks
3: uh, yeah I'm gonna take Texas A&M just at a certain point the talent has to mean something uh, which is not to say that Arkansas isn't talented but I, like Texas A&M has got to get their crap together just even by accident at some point Um and I, I I, don't think Arkansas has. I'm about to sneeze, so just be warned. I don't think Arkansas has played a defense quite like. <laughs> there we go. Texas AM yet. Um, right. I, Bobby I Petrino think, had
0: to cook it against him last week, too. <laughs> Bobby Bobby was scheming
1: him up a,
3: bit, a little bit. Um, they yeah, a trap. I, I don't and know. That,
1: respectful to a man coming home. Maybe Bobby I think Petrino would be a good fit at uh, Arizona there you State. Go.
3: I think there's a lot of confidence being placed in Arkansas right now. Yeah. They they might not have all the way earned. I think they're, they're really feel good story. I love, I love rooting for them. Um, But I, I don't, Cincinnati kind of seems like a bit of a mess at the moment. Um, And that's their best win. That was in week one. And so this is their first road trip. Texas A&M's fourth straight home game, so way to, way to challenge yourselves there, Aggies. Good stuff.
0: As as previously mentioned, this game is in Jerry world. Damn it. And Jerry is um, a Hogs fan. Yeah, Jerry is
1: a legendary
3: hog.
0: Yeah, this might be hog.
3: Some
1: call him the Boss Hog. Some... So maybe I can rely on some shenanigans in Arkansas's a- favorite.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just Ma- feel like eventually Texas A&M has to get it together, and I don't think that Arkansas is uh, the powerhouse that a top 10 ranking would Indicate, but to, to you guys' point, you have, you got to put somebody there, and I have no idea who I'm like. Oh, this person is way underranked. I, I mean,
0: Arkansas they. at least has played somebody, right? So I mean, like somebody being Cincinnati. Now they did almost lose to Southeast Missouri State or whoever that was. They almost lost to last <laughs> week with Bobby Petrino into and in, on Family Weekend, which would have been just hilarious, and I would have died Hilar- of walls of like yeah. just the irony of that all happening. But it was a look ahead game. It was a classic let down look ahead game.
3: Um, I think there was there point. was actually there was footage from the field of Bobby Petrino telling Pittman like hey yeah give me a call <laughs> it's like okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean listen Bobby Petrino can get some guys open I don't know how to I don't know how to how how else to put it he's got guys running just butt naked wide open all the That's time right. so well, it takes talent um, cool all right well They're kind there. of a weird kind of a weird mix of games this weekend yeah. Um, I feel like we're, like, slowly creeping into conference season. I guess we'll really get into it next week probably proper, but it still seems like we're having some kind of offbeat. Like, Duke, Kansas, week three.
1: Seems weird, right? I'm Who knows? excited, though. Like, uh, I, I, I also saw USC, Oregon State. I think that could be, like, a plucky first half to yeah. watch at least.
0: I saw a projection that only had USC, favor- like, favored by, like, four in that game, like from a projected point standpoint, like it was like 34 29 and a half or mm. something. It's like, interesting. Keep tabs on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't think. Like, I mean, I don't think USC's playing a tremendous amount of defense these days. Probably not. You got to stay on brand to the Lincoln Riley methodology.
1: Right. Well, if he, if he truly did airlift the entire Oklahoma Sooners experience.
0: <laughs> I mean, he brought Alex Grinch with him, so. That's going to...
1: Navy at ECU could also be an interesting watch. That's a 6 p.m. Yeah, Navy's ESPN been really plus. bad this year,
0: haven't they? Has Navy been... Navy's been, I think, a little...
1: Don't little know. Bobo. But styles make fights, Logan. I've often that's said good point.
0: That's true. I, shout out to you for working that one in. I know you you're you really jonesing for that. Um, cool. All right. So, uh, we'll we'll keep a BDI on the Dukes this weekend, Jason. Go Dukes. Excited. Go Dukes. Excited for that. But... Uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for joining us. We're at The Wheel Route on Twitter. WheelRoutePodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Go ahead. Send us an email. I dare you to send us. See an email. what happens. happened. <laughs> TheWheelRoute.com is the website. You can stream the show there. You can review the picks there uh, to confirm that I did indeed go two and three last week uh, and not one and four. Like I will these, fix the spreadsheet like, tonight. Like the haters and losers have suggested. Um, unless maybe I did go one and four and I talked myself around it and, and we're all just <laughs> believing different things. Uh well, check that out. Otherwise, get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, love you. Go, Gators.
3: Go, who's? I said, Go, Dukes.